Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks have a chance to reel in a historic class in the 2024 recruiting cycle. And the groundwork for this class is going to start this weekend. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Lockdown Gamecocks Podcast, your show for the latest headlines and potential storylines on South Carolina athletics. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast and also the lead staff writer for Gamecocks Digest over on SI.com. Thank you for making Lockdown Gamecocks your first listen every day. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to the importance of recruiting in college football, you will likely get a variety of answers, both from fans and media members alike. You'll have some people who will say statements like, it's all about the Jimmys and Joes, not the X's and the O's. While you'll have other people that will say that recruiting is meant to supplement a program, but it should not be the sole focus of a coaching staff. But... When you look back at recent history, when you look back at teams that have won championships, the main common theme with the majority of these teams is the talent and the level of talent that those staffs accumulated over the course of several years. They put a lot of work into building those kind of teams. And that work doesn't start just a couple months leading into signing day. That work starts years prior. And, of course, it really gets started when you hit junior day for the upcoming recruiting class. And that is exactly what South Carolina is getting ready to go through this upcoming weekend with their football program. The road to an historic class could all start over the next 72 hours here for South Carolina. Because with junior day, South Carolina is expected to host a bevy of talented prospects, guys like wide receiver Amari Jefferson, cornerback Braden Lee, tight end Luca Pincinelli, offensive tackle Malachi Tolliver, offensive tackle Blake Franks, 2025 prospect Caleb Cunningham, linebacker Wendell Gregory, and probably plenty of others that I don't even have listed here right now. This Junior Day weekend, while it might not get talked about by maybe conference analysts and national analysts, This is a very important weekend for Shane Beamer and this coaching staff because they're going to be hosting a bunch of these prospects on campus and within the football operations building here at South Carolina. This is basically a show me type weekend where they're going to roll out the red carpet. They're going to let all these prospects get a glimpse of what all goes on in basically the daily life of a football player here at South Carolina. They're going to see things like the strength and conditioning program. They're going to see what the nutrition program is like. They're going to see what it's like trying to deal with academics or balancing academics with their athletic career while they're in college. They're going to get to ask the players questions without the coaches being in the room. They're going to get to go through a bevy of different activities and events that is meant to basically showcase the best aspects of South Carolina's football program. 
It also gives these coaches a chance to really solidify and strengthen the relationships that they have built with these players as well. And when you look at the players, they're going to be here on campus this weekend. A couple of the guys that I've mentioned, Braden Lee, Wendell Gregory, Blake Franks in particular, these are guys that South Carolina's coaching staff has been pursuing for quite a while now. And in the case of Wendell Gregory and Braden Lee, you could probably say South Carolina leads for both these guys. Wendell Gregory is getting ready to make an announcement this next week. Blake Franks, he's beginning to get down to the finish line in his recruiting process. And South Carolina Clemson seem to be sort of the two teams that are sticking out to him the most. So this weekend is extremely important in terms of talking to guys who are not going to be deciding for quite a while where they want to go play college football. Laying the groundwork for that relationship and having that continue on into the summertime period where some official visits, of course, will start to take place with 2024 prospects, and then maybe even during football season leading into early National Signing Day in December. But there's also some guys like the ones I mentioned earlier that could end up deciding really soon where they want to go. This kind of weekend is going to be a weekend in which the Gamecocks can make progress in multiple facets, locking down guys who are very interested in playing for South Carolina and maybe are on the cusp of making their final announcement and saying, you know what, I don't need to see anything else. I want to come be here in South Carolina. I want to come play here at williams Bryce Stadium. I want to play for Coach Shane Beamer. I want to play for this coaching staff. This program is quickly becoming a program that can contend for championships in the very near future. And for other guys, maybe they haven't seen South Carolina admittedly yet. Maybe they haven't even really given them a second thought when they've looked at their list of schools that they've received all those really cool offers from in the mail. But then they come to South Carolina and they see the facilities. They see the way everyone treats each other. They see how much the coaches care about their well-being, care about their life outside of the football field. And these prospects will then go home, sit down, talk with their family, friends, and maybe even some of their high school teammates, and they'll say something to the effect of, I underestimate South Carolina. I didn't realize that they had this much going for them. They're a team that I got to really strongly consider now in my recruiting process all the way to the very end. South Carolina's got a chance to make a lot of hayway in both aspects this weekend. And again... I mentioned all these prospects earlier. I guarantee you those are not the only guys that are going to be here on campus. The summertime is obviously quite pivotal in terms of official visits, including the fall season, and of course closing the deal on early National Signing Day. But a lot of guys that are going to end up in South Carolina's recruiting class, some really key players at certain positions, are going to be on campus this weekend. This could be the weekend where you basically cut off the rest of the competition and say, we got this guy. This guy is not going to play for anyone outside of South Carolina when he gets to the next level. Now, the Gamecocks are not going to be hosting everybody on campus this weekend that are really high-priority targets on their board. And one of those guys is Cam Pringle. But that's not for any negative reason. Cam Pringle is getting ready to make his college decision. Matter of fact, he's making it this Sunday. So what would a Cam Pringle commitment do 
for South Carolina, if he ends up deciding to come to Columbia, how could that really bolster South Carolina's momentum on the recruiting trail? We're going to dive into all of that in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from the NFL playoffs to college basketball and esports. Bet Online has got it all. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So be sure to head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back to this Friday edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Gamecocks your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Lockdown College Basketball, where you'll find everything you need to know about college basketball in just one place. Plus, you'll hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Cam Pringle is literally and figuratively speaking one of the biggest targets on South Carolina's recruiting board for the 2024 recruiting cycle. If you want an idea of how much potential Cam Pringle possesses and what all he could do at the next level, his first FBS offer came back in October of 2020 during the COVID pandemic season for both the high school level, collegiate level, and professional level. And that offer came from the Georgia Bulldogs, a team that is coming off back-to-back national championships and a team that for decades, honestly, has prided themselves on being physical up front and strong offensive line play, especially during Kirby Smart's recent tenure. Cam Pringle is getting ready, however, to end this recruiting process that he has been enduring for the last couple of years. He has given off the vibe to me and probably many other people who have followed this recruiting closely at this point that Cam Pringle is a kid that doesn't want to draw this out all the way to National Signing Day. Cam Pringle is a kid that doesn't want to have this hanging over his head going through senior year. He wants to be done. He wants to be done with this process. It probably feels like a two-ton weight on his shoulders right now, and he's just ready to get it over with. So Cam Pringle is going to be announcing his commitment on Sunday at either 1 or 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And here's the thing. If the Gamecocks were to get a commitment from Cam Pringle, it would capture the attention of all of college football. Because here's the thing. When I list out these different aspects of Cam Pringle, both his physical intangibles and his resume in terms of Again, how much interest he's garnered at this point. He's six foot seven, 330 plus pounds. He has offers from programs like Clemson, Georgia, Florida, LSU, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, many other programs as well. And to top it all off, he doesn't just play any position on the offensive line. He plays the left tackle position for Woodland High School down in Dorchester, South Carolina. Now, when I throw all this out there, most college football fans and pundits, not knowing what South Carolina has been doing, the foundation they've been laying for the last couple years, they would probably sit there and assume, 
well, this guy isn't going to South Carolina. Why would he go play for them? Why would he want to go play for a team that has won championships in recent years, like a Georgia or maybe even a Clemson? Why would he want to go and play for a team that's got an exciting offense, like an Ohio State, a team that has developed offensive linemen and spit multiple out to the NFL in Michigan? Why would he want to go play for any of these programs? Why would he want to go play for South Carolina? And again, I've mentioned this before. You should not let that kind of narrative tarnish or ruin the progress, the obvious progress that South Carolina will be showing here if they get Cam Pringle's commitment here. Because Cam Pringle's commitment would truly show the rest of this sport, those in the SEC especially that have been pursuing Cam Pringle for the last couple of years now, that South Carolina is coming, right? South Carolina's landed some good prospects in the last year or so. Obviously, they got Spencer Rattler out of the transfer portal. You could still argue that up to this point, that's Shane Beamer's biggest recruiting win by far. It would maybe even trump Cam Pringle in this instance. They've gotten some good high school players as well. Guys like a Marquis Anderson and Xavier McLeod, Jalon Kilgore, Vakari Swain, multiple big-time players, Grayson Pup Howard, Dante Reader for the 2024 class, guys that could be playing here as true freshmen or within the first couple years that they're on campus here. But the difference is this. A lot of these guys, some of them, they were recruited by nationally ranked programs. But very few of them, if any of them, have gotten the offers that Cam Pringle has gotten. And here's the thing. If Cam Pringle was a part of the 2023 recruiting class, admittedly, coming off of South Carolina's 2021 season in which they took a massive step forward in year one under Shane Beamer. But they went 7-6, and six, which, you know, is a modest record considering the circumstances. They did obliterate North Carolina, but they also got blown out by teams like a Tennessee, like a Clemson, like a Georgia. They had their share of really rough showings. The offense didn't look that great. And obviously that somewhat carried over, at least in terms of the inconsistencies, into the next season. If Cam Pringle had to make this decision a year ago, South Carolina might not find themselves being the final choice here. They would probably be somewhat on the outside looking in, even though he is from the state of South Carolina. He is a low country native. But that's not the case anymore. South Carolina took another step forward this past year. And Cam Pringle was one of the prospects that witnessed South Carolina finally, after eight long, agonizing years, knock off their arch rivals, and the Clemson Tigers on their home turf. I truly believe that if he commits to South Carolina, that that win went a long way to showing him, hey, we don't just have a great family environment here, but guess what? We're coming. We are coming. We're not going to just sit here idly, twiddling our thumbs, and let Georgia continue to dominate this division, this conference, and right now, as it looks... Maybe the sport. We're gearing up to challenge them. And if you come here and join us, it's going to make us a more formidable foe in the next couple years in due time. And think about this. Cam Pringle, if he commits to South Carolina, it could cause a chain reaction here. Josiah Thompson at Dillon High School. South Carolina's been pursued as a leader for him for a long time now. But could you imagine the 
pitch that coaches could make if Cam Pringle were to commit? Hey, Josiah, you want to come here and be a bookend tackle alongside Cam Pringle and you two dominate SEC edge rushers and protect South Carolina's quarterback, maybe become a future day one or day two draft pick? Because you could. Hey, Blake Frank's up at Greenville. You could go to Clemson. It is pretty close to home for you. It's a very short drive. And yes, Clemson has had some really good years recently. But guess what? We've already caught up to them. And you could come down here and join us as we attempt to fully surpass them and move on to bigger fish. Mazio Bennett. Guess what? This offense is loading up every position, but we need some playmakers. We got some quarterbacks. We got some studs up front. We need a few more guys out wide. Why not come join us? This Cam Pringle commitment, if he comes to South Carolina, it could send a big message to this conference, to the sport, those that fall recruiting specifically in this sport, and to South Carolina's nearby competition in Georgia and Clemson and Florida, who would be able to do nothing but sit there and go, it's time we start taking South Carolina seriously. That is what a commitment from Cam Pringle would do for this football program, for Shane Boomer and this coaching staff. If he decides on Sunday that Columbia is indeed going to be his home for the next three to four years. So again, Sunday afternoon, 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm sure that he'll have it on socials, and I'm going to keep on the lookout on this for sure. And you can bet that I'm going to talk to John Garcia, Jr., our resident recruiting insider here at Locked On, about this one. Should it play out the way that I know Gamecock fans are hoping it plays out. Now, South Carolina, of course, took the hardwood on Thursday night as Don Staley and the women's basketball team went up to Nashville to take on the Vanderbilt Commodores. And they've struggled on the road in the SEC so far this season. They've had some tough outings, honestly, against teams like Mississippi State and Georgia. And Kentucky even gave them a good fight in the first half. So somebody thought that South Carolina maybe could have been a little bit sloppy against Vanderbilt. But yeah, it didn't play out that way. It was a quintessential South Carolina performance in terms of how they dismantled the Commodores. We're going to dive into that in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but maybe you don't want all the fat and calories that are included in the bar, then you got to try Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that can help you accomplish your New Year's resolutions this time around. They aren't just healthy. They're extremely enjoyable because they're covered in 100% real chocolate, something that's not guaranteed with every protein bar. And they got a variety of flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and much, much more. These bars are only 130 calories. They include just 4 grams of sugar, and they still have a whopping 17 grams of protein. And right now, you can get these protein bars at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. If you go to Walmart, go to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a four-bar box that includes cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. At Sam's Club, you can get a 13-bar box that includes brownie batter and churro. I promise you, you are going to thank me later for this because Built Bar doesn't just taste great, but is also quite healthy and good for you to eat. Built Bar is where tasty is the new healthy.
Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. Don Staley and South Carolina's women's basketball team destroyed Vanderbilt, quite honestly, on Thursday night. As Josh Pate over on Late Kick would say, it was a Sarah McLaughlin special. I mean, this one was pretty bad, the way that it played out, at least for the Commodores. But for South Carolina, it was a pretty good game to watch if you tuned in on Thursday night. They had a vintage performance against the Commodores because the Gamecocks controlled the paint on both sides of the floor. Here's a couple stats I'm going to throw out to all of you just to give you an idea of uh, how much South Carolina just dismantled and dominated the Commodores here. They had 49 total rebounds, 26 more than Vanderbilt. And get this, because South Carolina reeled in 49 boards, they had more than Vanderbilt had points because Vanderbilt only scored 48, which that's never a statistic that you want to say after a regulation game. The Gamecocks also had 14 blocks defensively. Everybody was getting in on the block party on Thursday night. Camilla Cardoso, Aaliyah Boston, obviously are the prime candidates here, but there was also some guards like here, Fletcher, who had three blocks on Thursday night, something that you're not going to maybe see too terribly often. So it was a great collective effort in terms of getting their hands on the basketball. South Carolina got 62.5% of their offensive points in the paint, which... Again, South Carolina has done that before, but South Carolina has become a team that can defeat their opponent in a variety of different ways. They don't have to rely just on going into the paint anymore. But South Carolina still wants to do that and will still emphasize it because they still got great front court players in Aaliyah Boston, Victoria Saxton, Camilla Cardoso, and others. And when you're facing a team like Vanderbilt, whose tallest player is six foot two on the court, you just gotta you gotta attack. You cannot play scared. You gotta be aggressive. And that's what South Carolina was on Thursday night. A quick note in terms of the record books. This one is an important one. Aaliyah Boston tied South Carolina's all-time double-double mark of 72 career double-doubles that has been held by program legend Sheila Foster since she last played for the Gamecocks in 1982. 41 years ago, and Aaliyah Boston now, when the Gamecocks play the Razorbacks of Arkansas on Sunday, has a chance to break that mark. So Aaliyah Boston just continues to add on to what is becoming, in my opinion, one of the greatest resumes that a women's college basketball player has ever created. I mean, what she has done at South Carolina has been quite remarkable. And think about this. If you were sitting at home Five years ago, when Asia Wilson was a senior, the Gamecocks got knocked out, unfortunately, in the Elite Eight, and her college career was done. She had won a national championship. She had been a unanimous All-American multiple times, I believe, was a first-team All-SEC player every single year she played here in Columbia, and she now has a statue out in front of the Colonial Life Arena, And every Gamecock fan who probably watched Asia Wilson probably sat there and said, we'll probably never see another player like Asia Wilson come through ever again. And in terms of accomplishments, I don't think anyone would have argued against that at that time. And Aaliyah Boston somehow, some way, has actually now moved the conversation not just to, you know, is she one of the best players ever at South Carolina? At this point... 
there's no question. She's one of the best athletes to ever suit up for South Carolina in her respective sport. But there's now actually a question of, is her resume better than Asia Wilson? We're not going to get into that yet. And honestly, it's a tough discussion to have because Asia Wilson still did a lot of incredible things. And they both played very different styles of basketball. But what Aaliyah Boston has done has been legendary here in South Carolina. She is going to go down as one of the greatest players of her generation in this sport. She is going to, in my opinion, have the potential to be eventually inducted into the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame for the sport of basketball entirely. Because I promise you, Aaliyah Boston with her work ethic, with her athleticism, with all the moves that she has in her arsenal as a center in basketball, she's going to carry this over into the WNBA where she'll continue to refine her skills, she'll get even better, and I'm pretty sure that she will eventually win a championship, she'll win MVPs, and her and Asia Wilson, there could be a debate on who's the better player till the end of time, honestly, between those two greats. But Aaliyah Boston is getting closer and closer to maybe being the answer here, because She's doing things that have not been done around here in a long, long time. So, Aaliyah Boston tying the all-time double-double career mark here with 72 career double-doubles. Again, she will have a chance to break that on Sunday when the Gamecocks take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. But with that being said, y'all, that's going to do it for today's show, the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I thoroughly hope that y'all enjoy today's show as always. What are y'all's thoughts on the recruiting front for South Carolina? What do you think about this upcoming Junior Day weekend that South Carolina is getting ready to have here at the Football Operations Building? What are your thoughts on Cam Pringle? Do you think he's going to be a Gamecock? What do you think his potential commitment could do for the program and for this coaching staff moving forward in this recruiting cycle? And lastly, what did you think of South Carolina's dominant performance against Vanderbilt on Thursday night and Aaliyah Boston tying the all-time double-double career mark here in Columbia? Want to hear all of y'all's thoughts, as always, down below in the comments section if you're watching today's show on YouTube, or you can shoot me a direct message at A-Line underscore SC on Twitter, and I'll try to respond to your comments and messages as quickly as I see them. And of course, don't forget to make Locked On College Basketball your second listener watch now that you have watched or listened to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. But again, y'all, that does it for me on today's show. Have a great rest of your Friday and a fantastic weekend, Gamecock fans. I will catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.